Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. The following programming has been made possible in part by the generous support of BITS, Blind Information Technology Specialists. In affiliated American Council of the Blind, BITS provides career development for computer professionals. For over 50 years, BITS has been on the forefront of industry, promoting and advocating on information access and technology that improves the quality of life for people who are blind and visually impaired. Learn more about BITS programs and how to become a member by visiting their website at www.bits-acb.org. Hello, this is Dan Spoon, President of the American Council of the Blind. I just want to give a big hip, hip, hooray out there to our tremendous membership that does such a great job. Join me, Brian McCallan, on Speaking Out for the Blind. I interview blind newsmakers to inspire the population to go for their dreams. Speaking Out for the Blind airs Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on ACB Media One. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. WUNC Radio reports that a new special trail is opened in Fayetteville, North Carolina. The trail will give the blind the chance to independently exercise. Here to talk about the new trail is Vision Resource Center Executive Director, Terry Thomas. Hi, Terry. Hi, Brian. Glad you're here. What's the Vision Resource Center? Oh, Vision Resource Center. We are a nonprofit. Um, organization that started in 1939. So we're coming up on 85 years. Now, I have not been here that long. I've only been here 13 years, but we uh, are nonprofits that enhances the lives of the blind and visually impaired. So Brian, we work with independent living skills. We do socialization activities, uh, wellness. That's where the Braille Trail came into play, but all mine body and spirit. That's what we do to enhance our blind and visually impaired lives, adults and children. And that new Braille trail that you helped put together is going to bring that mind, body and spirit to the blind. How did everybody speak out to get this new trail open? Wow. Well, Brian, we actually had an original trail. Everybody said, you know, all my consumers, they were like, hey, look, we need a place where we can walk safely, you know, without worrying about cars, not having sidewalks, this type of thing. So we required, we acquired some um, funding from the Longleaf Fund and we did this immaculate trail. Um, so when we got ready to launch it, who knew, Brian, but people were walking on the grass. Our VRC family members were walking on the grass. And I was like, why are you guys walking on the grass? They said, we cannot walk on this trail. So Brian, even though I've been at this I guess 12 years at that time, it did not dawn on me that this trail was not ADA compliant in a way where they could thoroughly enjoy it to the magnitude that they wanted to. So I said, you know what? I promise you guys, we're going to get this trail where it needs to be. So we basically said we were going to do a relaunch and update it to accommodate for just ADA. That's how I started off. Well, as I started researching, um, a gentleman out, I think it's in Missouri, Montana, I can't remember which one, he did a Braille trail. And so I said, this is awesome. If we're going to relaunch, let's relaunch it bigger and better. And so that's where we got the whole premise of 
trying to do it. And then a lot of my VRC consumers met with me this time to go over what their needs were, how they wanted it to be, and all of that. Because even me, 12 years in as executive director, Brian, I assumed that I knew. But what better way to figure it out than to ask the, the vision impaired consumers themselves? And, and some of them couldn't even walk around the neighborhood safely. No, no, no. Most of them can't are without a family member or, you know, a family member. And then some don't even have sidewalks in their neighborhood. That was awful. But the new walkable yeah. trail is now called the Braille Trail. Yeah. How did you decide to give it that name? Well, that's what it was called in um Montana. So I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go with what they what they had it as. You know what I mean? I said, I'm gonna go the the, the same way. And um and because that's where I got it from. And I wanted to be able to um pay homage to him. Um the gentleman that did it, and he was he he was amazed. I'm trying to find his name, but he actually did it in American Trails, and most of this stuff is in Colorado. Let me get that right. It's like in Colorado and places like that. So there's none in the state of North Carolina. Mm, I see. So I understand the trail was completed in a partnership with not only the Vision Resource Center, but also the Fayetteville Cumberland Parks and Recreation, that district, right? Yeah, they did a lot of some of the creative work behind it um, in terms of, you know, putting the tennis balls on like where the um, line goes in, where the rope goes in. to So, you know, where there's a accessible bench or a picnic table and then the rope that was used and then to make sure that we had uh, material that wouldn't cause a problem to the hands as you were holding on to it. If you could imagine the post and your hand going up to the post to transition. So then that way your hands would not be hurt, you know, in any kind of way. So that would be safe as well. So the Cumberland County, um, the, the Fairville Cumberland County Parks and Rec, they played a, 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 a pivotal role as well as the Longleaf Fund, uh, Piedmont Natural Gas, Bragging Barn, and Sykes Pavement. So all of them brought it together to make it what it is today. That's fantastic. Talk some more about the new accessibility improvements that you've given the trail. Um, man, um, I, it, it, you know, people have to see it, you know, they, they, they can understand it, but pretty much if you can imagine a trail that's intertwined into each post so that a visually impaired, a blind person can hold on, it's all on the left hand side where they can actually use their left hand where the right hand is free to use their cane to actually follow the path of the asphalt path all the way around the trail. So what you'll find um, a little ways down is the tennis ball that I spoke of, which will actually, if you hit a tennis ball to the right of that, that would be a bench. You will continue to go around, you hit another, another tennis ball, that may be a bench or a picnic table. But as you continue to go around, you'll have, um, it's one of those pool balls that you know when, when you're in a pool and they separate from the deep end to the shallow end. Those yep. little balls, I don't know what they're called, that would dictate whether you've gone one time around so you know how many times you've gone around the trail. And everything is asphalted, flat, eight foot wide, so you can have two people. If you had a push and sit for someone that doesn't have just the disability of being visually impaired, but if you have some type of mobility issue. So then that way, it uh, incorporates that for everybody. 
I'm seeing a lot more people walk around cities and parks with their dogs. Yeah. Is it going? Is this trail also going to be accessible for our guide dog users? Yeah, guide dog users can use it. I mean, because it's wide open for the for the for the, for our little feline friends. They have it right there for you, so you can use your doggy too. You know, either way, the way it's built up, it's wide enough where you can have either your dog, a partner, you know, in that kind of way. So we wanted them to be eight foot wide. So that was an enhancement where it was a little bit more narrow. Now it's eight foot wide. So that was another major enhancement. So at this these, this trail, um, I hear about some other parks and trails that have uh, places for picnics, barbecues. Um, is this trail, are the blind who are going to be able to use this trail? And if they use it with their family or friends for like a day, outing are they going to be well, able to uh, picnic there well this the is the thing um we're on are we leased this property by the county cumberland county here in fedville so pretty much we are able to use it for um picnics and that sort but because we lease the property and for everyone's safety and due to insurance issues if people want to utilize it they would have to call us first for that because it is open to the public right but in terms of barbecues and that type of thing we kind of yield that to the vrc um consumers and family members because we don't want to have anything happen on this county property in that way gotcha yeah we don't want to start any crazy fires now. No, no. way. We are, look, we are too blessed to be out here for that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I understand that there's going to be an actual phase two to yes. the trail to improve it. How's yes. how's that going to work? Phase two, I'm excited about because what I'm going to do now is get our our VRC family members, that's what we call them, um, which are our consumers, to actually develop like a sensory garden to make it sensory friendly. Like we're going to figure out right now they're at a class. We have about 20 of our, our VRC consumers at the botanical gardens doing wind chimes. It's a wind chime class. So they're going to learn how to make wind chimes. So we're going to be able to have some wind chimes along the trail, right? And we just were, we were just awarded a grant by um, the Cumberland County Arts Council to get an artist in to help us to develop other things that are of a tactile nature. So say you get tired of walking on a trail. Well, you know, let, let me see if I want to smell some uh, some type of flower that is 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 beautiful to the senses. You know, a beautiful smelling fragrance that doesn't attract bees is what I'm looking for. Nothing that's going to be of a non safe thing, but lavender or you know, or these types of things. So with that arts council money, we'll be able to develop this sensory garden type of thing. Cause I want it now to be a woosah for the, the continue with the mind piece of it of a, a nice refuge because we're out here, Brian, on seven acres of, of land and it is absolutely beautiful. And to add those things on will be another um another kudo in the hat. And we're working with North Carolina State Extension and they're gonna help us with some some raised um flower beds and stuff like that. So we can have some of our VRC consumers take care of them. And, and if we want to do like a little mini garden with some herbs so they can take the herbs with them home when they're growing. So we want to make it their own and not something for somebody to come out and just put it there and say it's there. I want them to own a part of it. 
Are, is the trail going to have any other special events besides the wind chime classes? Well, we have the wind chime classes to actually help it, but we're also going to be doing herbs with the uh, with the raised bed garden. So that'll be there. We're also going to try to do some type of water effect, you know, where you can hear the word, all things sensory and tactile. Wonderful. I like the planning idea. Yeah. So I want to plan it where it's not just one person doing it. I want actually um, our VRC consumers and, and, and those that are interested in like cultivating um, um, the flowers or the herbs or they have some type of artistic ability. So I want all of them to be able to play a part in it. So it's their trail and I want them to be able to actually put their hands put some stake in the game, so to speak, where they can feel it, that it's theirs. Mm, th- this is all fantastic. Um, so this is in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Where in Fayetteville, North Carolina is the Braille Trail? It's right on the uh, property of the VRC. Um, we're at 2736 Cedar Creek Lane here in Fayetteville. So we we have a, it's really like a house. So the county owned the property. So we leased the property, but we're on seven acres of land. So we were able to put the Braille trail right on the outside perimeter of the, um, of the home. So it's, it's a commercial property. So on the inside, we have where we, where we meet and do different classes. And we have the, we also have a radio reading service that we do, um, here for the blind and printed pair. So all that stuff is within the building, but it's so beautiful. The grounds are so beautiful. So we were able to put the trail right outside. Um, how do we get to your place here? Say, say like I have, say I have some listeners in California. Mm-hmm. What if they want to? How, how do they get out to Fayetteville? And Fayetteville, to the best way trail. is uh, take a flight and you can fly directly into Fayetteville or it may be more reasonable to fly into RDU, Raleigh-Durham, because we're like 45 minutes to an hour from Raleigh-Durham Airport. That may be a good gauge because a lot of people know about Raleigh-Durham Airport. So Fayetteville, it used to be Fort Bragg, it's now called Fort Liberty Um where the military base is, some people probably know it as Fort Bragg, but they just changed the name to Fort Liberty. So if they're familiar with any of that, you can either take RDU or fly to Fayetteville to get to us. If you fly into Fayetteville, we're only ten minutes away from the airport. Mm, okay, that that's uh, that's pretty close, and I'm, I'm sure they connect to all major airports. Yes, wide. Yes, um, that that's good. Uh, what if some of the your clients thought about thought of the braille trail have they tried um, they're it? really they like you it? know what Brian? they're really excited about the upgrades they were excited about the first one because we yeah. had I, I have been trying to get it for like three years and then like i say lonely fun was so gracious in the in the donation to help us get started but now that we've improved it and i've taken all of what they've said to me into consideration they really love it so that be out here walking again. They're trying. We have a walking club, so they're going to start setting up times that they want to come out and walk, and when they want to come out and walk, just by themselves. So we know they're out there because I still, you know, I'm like a mama hen. Even though they can walk out there independently, I want to know when they're coming so we can kind of just keep a lookout. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that I know that they're out there. Um, cause there is, there are some wooded areas out there, so I don't want them to come at night or anything like that. But, um. They're very excited about it, um, Brian, and that I think that we took the e- e- extra efforts as an organization to really listen, 
to what they needed and wanted and researched it. And with Fayetteville coming to County Parks and Rec, actually going the extra mile that their guys under the leadership of Michael Gibson and um James Powell, they took it and they wanted it to be something like they jumped on the bandwagon on how to make it effective from a um structural point of view, like coming up with the ideas of the tennis ball and you know, these types of things that I may not have known. They took it another step because they knew who it was going to benefit. So that made me feel really good. And that made our folk feel really good. This is a really awesome trail. Um, I, I sometime I'm, if I ever do make it out to Raleigh, North Carolina, I'll have to swing by your place and, and try out real Please trail. do. And let me know you're coming and we'll lay out the red carpet for you. Sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so, so what else does, uh, the Vision Resource Center have? You've mentioned a radio reading service. Yeah. So I'm we do sure. the radio reading service. So we do that. We do local news from 12 to 2, but then we're 24 seven service for the blind and print impaired. So they can act, people can access it via phone line, Alexa or the Xeno radio app. So it's a live radio streaming service is what it is, um, Brian. So they, so we can keep our blind and visually impaired and even print impaired, um, abreast on what goes on in the community and just what's going on, period. You know, um, cause sometimes so many people don't know what's happening. So we have that. And then today we, we have programming at least two or three times a week for socialization. Like today they're at the botanical gardens here in Fayetteville where they're learning how to make wind chimes. And then on Saturday, once a month, we go somewhere incredible. So we're going to um, Durham, when I tell you about Raleigh Durham. So we're going to the Mako Jackson Broadway thing at DPAC, which is the Durham uh, Performing Arts um, venue in Durham. So we'll be traveling there for the matinee to hear uh, Michael Jackson. I heard it's an excellent show. I, I, I've never gone to it, but we have about 21 um, blind folk going to that. Um, so, Michael Jackson tribute. Yeah, the Michael Jackson tribute. That's exactly what it is. So it's in Durham um, for a period of time. So we, we we have tickets. So we're going on Saturday. Yeah, so we we do a lot of socialization. And then we were just awarded a grant for the We Walk Cane. Are you familiar? No, I'm not. Okay, the We Walk Cane is a smart cane. So it's made from... um some gentlemen out of Turkey. And what it is, is pretty much it's programmable, almost like your smartphone um, that you can use as your cane to help you to get around. So we were awarded a grant, but we award 18 people those through an 18-week class where we can teach them the orientation mobility, um, how to utilize it, all that kind of thing. So we do things, Brian, all things independent, social, because social Social is a component with the blind and visually impaired that a lot of people that are, that don't have a visual impairment, they take for granted. Like we can go and do whatever it is we want to do, but for blind people that cannot drive or have to depend on family members, they can't do things like they used to do um, before they lost their sight. So we provide the transportation for them to do things or they tell me some of the things that they want to do. We have the Fedville food. We have the VRC foodies where they go to different restaurants, local or new restaurants in the area where they can go and find out if they're, um, if they, how do they, how do they cater to people with disabilities? Like, is this a good restaurant for me being visually impaired? How do they treat us? You know, these types of things so that we can let the community know as a whole, you know, what it's like and that there are blind people in our community. So 
I try my best as an executive director and my staff to make sure that people in Fayetteville, Cumberland County know that we have blind and visually impaired adults and children here. And that this is what that means. The cane is not a stick and what that really means. And, 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 and just because you're blind doesn't mean you've been blind all your life. So some people are just dealing with that for the first time, you know? So we do all these things for our blind folk, uh, Brian, our kids go surfing, horseback riding. We do summer camp, um, every year. Our kids range from six to 19. Um, cause some of the students are there an additional year in high school in terms of our kids. And then our adults go from 20 to our eldest right now is 86. So we try to go to gamut and have something for everybody. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Terry? I, I may have talked you to death, Brian. Did I give you everything that you need? I, I guess you did. Great. Great. Well, thank you so much, Terry. Thank you so much for speaking out for the blind and visually impaired. This new trail looks very exciting. I think we're going to go check it out. Thanks for well, I hope so. Now, where are you located, Brian? I'm located in California. Nice. Nice. And, and in California, we've got uh, a lot of hiking trails, too. I'm from Northern California, and we have a lot of those as well. Nice. Thank you so much for joining us today. Okay, thank you so much for inviting me, Brian, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for helping us to spread the word. I will. You're very welcome. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind, or follow me on X, formerly Twitter, at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. And my show archive is at speaking-out-for-blind.pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening. And remember to speak out. You are listening to ACB Media One also known as Mainstream, the flagship of the ACB Media Network. The ACB Media Network is a service of the American Council of the Blind. Please visit us at acbradio.org.